what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the agency hour podcast and today uh i am your host my name is levi and i'm joined uh with sarah say hello hello and we have a special uh guest in the building all the way from where's it at where's the school cambridge massachusetts cambridge massachusetts we have uh harvard 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 university attendee uh, alex in the building hey how are you doing I'm good. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, so for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to recently past episodes uh, of the podcast, Alex was uh, once a team member of the Pixel and Hammer team. Um, I think technically he was an intern, but we don't consider him that. It was more of a, a part slash full-time role for him because he was doing more than just intern things. And he's back on uh, summer break. Yeah. Is that what this is? Yeah. 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 He's back on break um, in town, so we figured we'd snatch him up for a podcast episode to figure out where he's at um, at Harvard, what he's doing, um, and and how things are going on that front, um, technology, and, and anything else related. Um, so we got the, the three devs, the three nerdiest ones uh, from the Pixel and Hammer team here, so I'm sure we'll, we'll get um, some interesting topics of sorts. So uh, how's it going, man? How's how's uh, how's college life? Uh, it's good. I've been back for a couple of weeks, yeah. just hanging out. Um, so I've been relaxing, decompressing. Uh, I leave tomorrow for a big trip. Okay, I'm going to China for most of the summer. <gasps> okay, uh, so oh this I actually planned. Wow, Levi. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I planned my travel around this podcast oh, because I wanted gosh. to be here for it. Oh, jeez. Um, you didn't have to do that. No, no, no. Um, but, yeah, so school's been over, and I'm getting ready to go do this other thing. So how long but will you be in China for? I'll be there until August 21st. Holy crap. So, like, most of the summer. It's a couple months. So what are you doing in China? I'm working for a company called uh, BGI, um, which is an empty acronym, or Huada if you're from China, um, but it, it used to be the Beijing Genomics Institute and they helped with the human genome project. Um, but I'm going to be working doing like data wrangling. So huh. I don't know exactly what that involves yet. I think like making charts, maybe like they have, a, so like they, they collect a lot of data. They sequence, uh-huh. they'd sequence stuff right. um, and then they need to, uh, present it so it wasn't hard enough to learn a new programming language you also have to learn a new actual language to program so you've been so you've been taking chinese language classes pretty intensively it's like every day for like an hour okay and then yeah so can you are you fluent are you okay wait so okay hold on hold on say it again and uh, what is that? Um, my Chinese isn't that fluent. Oh, wow. That sounded pretty pretty spot on to me. I mean, I don't know anything about Chinese, but it sounded like you could get by. I think it always sounds cool when you speak because people, it's like, it's very tonal and like, right. it sounds foreign. And it does, it sounds it, like, the, like the old like trope is like, it sounds like the silver falling down the stairs. Right. And like, it kind of does until like you learn it. And then like. So have you, have you like gone, I know this is super this is like super american and just whatever of me but like have you gone to like get chinese food and like listen to Uh what they're saying in the back like to see if you can pick up on it so i i haven't not at restaurants necessarily Uh but the thing about harvard's campus is it's kind of a tourist attraction okay especially for (laughs) international families Uh um so there's a lot of mandarin in like in the yard where i lived 
So like I could go outside and funny story. So like we do this thing, it's called primal scream the night before finals, you go out and you run a lap around this, this like basically this grass field Uh naked, okay, like completely naked. And it's like supposed to de-stress, but there were tourists. This is midnight, but there's still tourists. And, um, one of the, they were like, uh, uh, like Thai Bukutsi, uh, like like just disrespectful is what they said when they saw us. Like I, I heard someone yell that. Oh, uh, well, like, right. So stuff like that. I hear like um, sometimes like uh, so they're uh, insulting Lai you, come, but they don't realize you right. can understand them. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because like one of my good friends is from Singapore and she speaks fluently and it's like yeah, we a lot of a lot of people speak Mandarin. Huh. Yeah. So, okay. Um, when when we're done here, remind me to bring back up. I want to talk to you about the whole running around the yard naked thing. Um, yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> did you do it? I did it. Okay. Yeah, dude. All right. Good it's, for, it's just a lap. Good for you. Yeah. Um. You. So okay. So his, you know you have to remember his totem was a hamster because he loves running. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always running. Huh. Um. So okay. So you're going to China with this company. Are you? Like, are you, are you staying on your own or like, do you have people that are like friends from the program that are going with you or who will you be? How will you be living over there? Um, so the program, the internship was arranged through like a center that's affiliated with like East Asian studies at the school. Mm -hmm. Um, and they put a lot of kids at different companies. Um, so there will be, I will have a roommate in like a commercial kind of long-term hotel, short-term apartment type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll be living in that with another dude. And then there will be two other students somewhere else in Shenzhen also living together. So the com- like so the company you'll be working for, like is are there I'm assuming all their systems are in that language too, right? Well the the thing about um programming is I mean it is mostly just in like Latin characters. Okay. So I won't well, that's true. Although and also, my supervisor, my direct supervisor, um, got his PhD from the University of Minnesota. So he speaks great English. Oh, okay. Um, cool. He said everyone in the lab will speak English, but he's not sure to what degree they will speak English for my sake. Okay. You know, so right, they, right. They might still just like chat. They're going to chat. Yeah. Huh. Right. So, like, yeah. That's, that's so crazy. So now, but like, do you have any idea how. Cause just beyond your lab, like you're going to have to go get food and like live in China. Mm. Um, do you have any idea, you know, what level, what level of fluent, like, are you, do you, th- do you feel confident in your knowledge of the language to be able to order food and stuff like that without accidentally getting poisoned? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of terrifying, but that's, that's about all I'm confident I can do. <laughs> order food. Is order food <laughs> and maybe ask for directions. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not sure how well I could receive the directions. It like depends on how complicated the directions are. Um, do people over there have uh, like do you, do they speak English? Yeah, yeah. I think frequently um, over there. It's like part of Chinese education, like public school, that they're all taught English. Right. But it's so like my um, Chinese teachers, like the people who actually taught me at school, they are just Chinese people. They're college educated, but educated in China. Um, basically like the idea of like uh someone going to china to teach english but they came from china to teach i mean from china to teach chinese right um, and they say that it's like basically just very intimidating most people don't end up really learning english mm-hmm. past like <laughs> elementary school so like english is very broken pronunciation isn't necessarily great but right they should be able to say some things hmm. yeah 
Okay. So, um, so besides from obviously learning this uh, new amazing language and preparing for this trip, what, um, what other exciting things can you tell us about Harvard? How else is it going? Yeah. Harvard's wild. Uh, <laughs> wild? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty crazy. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not like that crazy, but uh, I took a couple of computer science classes. We could talk about that because okay. that's what we're into. Um, I took a systems class last semester. And then this semester, I took two CS classes, um, one called Programming Languages, um, which was like, it's not actually about just learning programming languages. It's about small kind of like theoretical languages and using programming as like, or thinking about programs in terms of what they do. Like, so it, it becomes like very mathy and you're like proving things programmatically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the class was. It was very theoretical. I did very little programming. And what I did do was in like OCaml or Haskell. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, I had that class too. Yeah. I, I wasn't a huge a fan. One to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, but then I had one more class, uh, Data Center Topology, which was about like software defined networking and like basically how Amazon, Google, and uh, Microsoft optimize their servers to produce, like, to give the most com- computational power um, with their public clouds. At the cheapest like price, right? And is that so? Then that's is that like the reasoning behind the fact that Amazon can charge like a dollar for like ten terabytes of data on their cloud service? Is right. that kind of the, yes. the math behind that? Storage is so cheap. Um, a lot of it was like, I mean, you can get free servers even from all these providers now, right? And because like CPUs are also cheap. Um, but a lot of it is like if you have physical machines, um, but I'm only using like 80% of the CPU's capacity, but I have like like this physical machine is 80% utilized, how can I sell that other 20%? Right. Um, so you kind of have to like abstract everything away. So you start using virtual virtualizations like virtual machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have to, but then, then if you virtualize things, it's like now part of my computer is on this physical machine and part of my computer is on this totally different box somewhere else. Right. So now they have to be able to communicate at the speed of a real computer. So it's like, how do I network them? And then there are actually different ways that you can plug everything into everything else. Right. And that's like, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Although very like specific, not very like broadly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know if this has to do with it, but I watched a video of these guys and they took, um, they took like, um, like a, a P, you know, a PC that they built or whatever. Um, s- something that, that like Apple doesn't support at all. Like all of the hardware was like, you know, stuff that's not supported and they created a virtual machine of Mac and then with some drivers and like two other hacky little lines of code in the terminal, they had like a fully functioning version of Mac OS running on like this, this other machine, which they could upgrade. Really? They could add more CPUs to it. They could add more RAM to it. They could add an AMD processor if they want, which anybody who knows anything about Mac is that they don't support AMD processors. Right. So like there was this whole, it's, it's hacky and I think it's kind of illegal, but um, it was, it was very interesting because then at the same time they had another virtual machine of windows running and like they were doing things simultaneously, like video editing and gaming, and off of this one super powerful non-supported machine. I don't know if that has anything to do with what you were just talking about, but no, that's very cool. I remember that was like all I wanted to do when I was little, like before I had a Mac. 
Yeah. You know, like you want it, you want Mac OS. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, Google, like how do I install Mac right. OS on my PC? Mm-hmm. And like everyone's trying to hack it together. Right. That's really cool. Well, I mean the Hackintosh community nowadays is like, yeah, you can download like one program on a thumb drive and throw it onto a windows machine. And now you have a Macintosh for real. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. The, the Hackintosh is like super simple. I like that. Yeah. There's, there's like a lot of like workarounds, like out of the box, like their services, like iMessage and iCloud won't work, Right. but there's drivers and things that you can do to make it happen. But That's like, so cool. oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a um, couple of thumb drives with Linux operating systems on them that, you can just plug it into a computer and it boots up a Linux. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool too. Yeah. That's always how kids used to like, there's someone that got, I think detention, probably, probably suspended in my school for like, just, it was like a kill. In like Harvard? A kill USB. No, Ooh, no. Back high in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, like just like plug it in and fry the computer. Right. Right. Know? Right. That's just a dumb thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are, uh, I've always seen those videos online too. They'll take those and like, obviously they work on regular computers, but they're like, what if we plug it into a VGA to DMI to USB uh, to old school keyboard adapter? And like, what happens when we plug it in? Or they'll do like, they'll do like USB to like lightning to see if they can kill an iPhone or it's, yeah, it's, um, those are interesting. Like, what are those used for? Like, are they just like for security? Like if someone's like in and breaching something, they'll just plug it in and kill everything before they can get there for destruction and oh. destruction. Well, yeah. Cool organism. Yeah. For a high school student Hijinx. to destroy his computer lab. Right. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> when just he like, doesn't want to do an assignment. Yeah. Huh. Um, I mean, I, I've heard of people putting kill switches on their computers for security reasons. Like right. if you fail a password too many times, like it explodes. Well, it doesn't explode, but it'll automatically in the movies, erase the data. In, in the it. movies, they explode. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Wait, the movies. You know what's like wild and super apocalyptic? Yes. How like in Baltimore, they just recently, um, the wanna cry thing like affected Baltimore. It, it was a, a ex- exploit um, executed by North Korea with like um, a technique that was like paid for by the NSA and then it affects all of like these Baltimore like Windows 7 machines huh. and all of a sudden people can't buy houses um, I feel like I saw the that. VA hospital gets shut down for like a day right. like it's like ridiculous mass hysteria huh. um, I, I don't know I think that's pretty scary don't right yeah. well I mean as soon as the electrical grid's gone like yeah that's it right Wait, didn't that actually happen in Atlanta do I remember that or no I think I might have also been making that up but, <laughs> but um well you know what we should talk about what because i don't know if alex has heard about it the whole like flipped bit thing that oh the reply all thing yeah yeah so have you heard about that at all i don't think so so do you want me to explain yeah it? let's sarah explain <laughs> it because i'll i'll kind of I'll, I'll butcher it so there it's a it's another podcast reply all and we were listening to them in here and they were talking about this situation in like an election where there were more votes cast than like existed people in the area and so they started investigating and they found that like the weird number was 4096 which you'd recognize as like a a, is it the eighth power it's a a multiple of two yeah yeah um or a power of two and so that's how they, they started figuring out that there are these particles that enter our atmosphere. And because our computers are so small now, these particles have enough energy 
to a, actually trigger a bit flip a bit flip in memory right in, right wow and um, they also talked about how this may be what was causing some of the um, cars to go crazy like uh, a couple years back the brakes that well like the, it, the car just started accelerating right. because the computer was thinking that the car was being told to accelerate because this bit got flipped yeah yeah yeah, like <laughs> we've made computers small enough now that. Well, and I, I know. Or like we're dense enough, at, like the memory is the memory density, maybe. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, like that's that's crazy, right? And I know they're going into the quantum computing now too. Like, imagine. Well, and like, what else does that affect? Right. Right. So, like the the first example was like the election, and then the second example was like the acceleration on the guy's car. So like where like where does that like where does that you know what I mean? Yeah, could be. I well, I actually did hear about that not on the reply all, but uh, Radio Lab um, is a different podcast that mm-hmm. talked about it too. Yeah, um, and one of the things they mentioned is yeah, this happened to be four thousand ninety six um, boats or whatever, or four thousand yeah. Um, but what if it were just like twelve, or not? It wouldn't be twelve. What if it were sixteen? Right. And nobody would notice. Nobody knew. But like, what if that person only won by like 13 votes? 13, right. And then like, there's no way to actually prove at that point. There's no paper trail. There's no way to tell that the bit flipped. Right. Yeah. And Except, this is yeah. all just energy from the atmosphere, right? Or the sun or what's the... Yeah, I think it was like stars the energized particle coming in through the atmosphere. <clears throat> Got to start putting sunscreen on our computers. <laughs> <laughs> that's... um No, that's great. So like, I mean... Yeah. Well, and here we we do sort of have a society though that kind of expects things to be buggy and flukes to happen with our computers because it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. You and can always recount. We don't always. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, we we've had bugs even this week that's like, I can't reproduce this. Maybe it was just a fluke. Right. Yeah. 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 We don't know it actually caused no, this to happen. Right. And we're not, like, at the level where we can be like, oh, well, the quantum power came down from the star that was aligned at the planet at this very specific moment and infected our computer and not the client. Yeah. That's so very strange to me. That's, like, where where does that go, you know? Like, how does that get taken? Like, how the, the scary part is once someone figures out how to harness it, right? So, like, if they somehow can Ooh. harness that... Uh. They harness that and then they put it into a box and literally flip a switch. It's called a bit switch, so we might as well make it a switch. And they walk into a bit switch. Yeah, they walk into Colorado's you know voting room, flip the switch, and all of a sudden the the governor who paid them a million dollars to make it happen is ahead by four thousand sixteen votes or whatever it is. I, mean, I feel like that would be really difficult to target. Yeah. But it right. could definitely be used to scramble a computer, I'm sure. I feel like if you were to like just spray it with radiation or whatever, it would probably make it crash. Like the only re- like it would, the fact that they flipped one bit is what's scary, you know? Right. Yeah. They, they just flipped a whole bunch. It probably die. You'd probably corrupt the computer yeah. really quickly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. Um, where where are you at in school? Have you been there for a year yet? Yeah, I've been there for a year. Okay. Um, was it what's what's it was it was it what you expected it to be? I mean, like not actually I'd say not 
at all in like a certain sense. Um, I'm not gonna, I, I really like Harvard. I won't talk down on it except like this once, but I don't think it's necessarily like a, um, it's not like a paradise for learning as much uh-huh. as it's like this institution that's kind of made to train the elite. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like they're just like trying to, they're, they're pumping out people that are going to like sustain this whole like hegemony that like has been created. You right. know? Does, does everybody want to there, does everybody there want to be like the next Mark Zuckerberg? I mean, maybe everyone who's studying CS, probably not everybody, um, but they're actually, I think I'd say deep down, a lot of them want that, but they would, they, they're too cool to like, you know, Admit say it, that. Right. Yeah. That's like the thing not to do now. Right. Is to be like, Oh, yeah, you want to be Zuck today. Right. Right. Um, yeah. do you guys have any, like, um, like what other, what other like traditions or not traditions, but like what other like wacky stuff yeah like what's what's the other what's like the weird stuff like really weird thing not hard to find this fact but there's a statue in the yard that we're all supposed to pee on the foot okay um so at night the foot gets peed on and it's shiny and tourists touch it like because it's the shiny foot but it's right. like shiny it's shiny Actually, because you're peeing on it? i'm not sure if it's shiny because we're peeing on it or if it's shiny because the tourists touch it and i'm not sure like which which happened uh, first um, maybe like the the oil from the, the fingertips mixed with the yeah i think it's like the acid from the, the urine gets right. like you know yeah. massaged into the boot uh-huh but, um, but, so you're telling me there's nobody at harvard that knows the science between Behind the, the shiny foot. <laughs> you know, there probably is. I'm sure. People don't talk about Which it during... Which came first, the touching of the peeing? I know, yeah. right. Uh, and people used to take pictures like touching the foot, and I'm not sure if the tour... Like, it's really unclear whether the tourists know or not. Right, right. <laughs> I oh. never asked them. That's no, I, I, something tells me they don't. Um, yeah. It's just like they see other people doing it, and then they do it, and someone's always okay, doing it. Okay, is, um Is skull and bones a thing? Can we talk about that? Skull and Bones, I think, is Yale. Oh, it's Yale. Oh. If you want to talk about the societies and stuff, there are some. Oh, are you a part of one? I'm not. No? I don't know is that, that like I have a, the pedigree to be, but... Oh, uh, like, like you're... Like you're... Yeah. Like you have to have like parents who are you somebody who knows somebody, like prep right? Prep school helps. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, okay. Yeah. yeah, if you'd gone to Mercersburg, you probably would have been golden for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just that kind of thing. And that's because really what they they're they're clubs um they have houses uh but they're like more like country clubs kind of mm-hmm. i mean they're also all male so i guess they're kind of like fraternities but right. they're like it's just that kind of like atmosphere i think like right so not everyone is used to that not everyone i don't think even enjoys that um but yeah yeah um so em- emily wanted me to ask um about uh, she didn't really specify, so we'll take it in two ways. But she wanted me to ask about um, the. Let's start with this. What's the technology like there? Is is it is it like everyday stuff that that you guys are using, or do you do you have like a robotics lab with like high tech futuristic stuff that like the public hasn't seen yet, or um, is there anything like that going on? Huh. Um, our like regular technology is like our IT department, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty traditional, I think. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about, I don't think there's probably that much cool robotic stuff happening at Harvard because it all happens at MIT. Right, right, right. Um, 
Yeah. You might be disappointed. We do have, there's a supercomputer that they have. Okay. Um, like a big warehouse with um, like different kinds of, like it's set up to be, there's actually, one of the things I learned in this class that I took about data centers is the difference between like a data center and a supercomputer. Okay. Um, because they're both just big warehouses full of machines, but a right. supercomputer is usually connected in a way that's like much more expensive um, for like hyper parallelization. Okay. Um, so we have this like data warehouse somewhere in like Western Massachusetts that you can access if you're doing research. Kind of cool. But I think that's the only cool piece of technology I know about. So is that like something, I'm assuming that's not something that you can just like hop on. Well, right. Like hook a monitor up to and use a supercomputer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, you can, I think, um, you write the programs in a special way. Um, probably different languages are supported, but it has to be paralyzed, parallelized. Um, so, like, basically, you have to break down whatever you're doing into a bunch of different... Like, right. so, so a bunch of things could be run simultaneously. And then you send a little email. Uh-huh. Probably have to have, like, an uh, advisor, like a faculty or someone. Right, right. And then they, like, per, uh, provision you some time. Right. And then you They get, give you, like, a chunk of the machine to use. Right. And then you get to do it. Do you, oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was thinking also kind of cool. One of my f- friends, actually, like, we're living together next year. Um, his dad and mom are both physics professors there um his dad is a pretty cool guy um professor lucan i don't know his first name but apparently like in line for a nobel prize kind of dude wow um and he does like research into quantum physics right Right. um so he is his lab is working on a quantum computer Hmm. i don't know exactly that sounds so cool yeah yeah (laughs) like, like like the real ones like not the not the um analog ones that like uh was it D there's, there's a company that sells that, but like the true quantum. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the definition of quantum computer? Yeah. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> Sarah, my understanding is that because a quantum particle can be in one place, the other place, or both at the same time that it adds. So instead of it being binary, which our current computers are, which is on and off uh-huh. zero and one, uh-huh. it then adds a two. Okay. So instead of it being to the second power, everything is to the third power. And so you can hold a lot more data and um, compute things a lot faster. Huh. Okay. Just by having that extra yeah, extra number to work with. I think the other side effect, side effect is like it's um, not deterministic. So everything is given in probabilities. Or like everything's measured in probabilities. Which is kind of... Like yeah, there's a whole lot more that goes into the quantum stuff that I have no idea, but that was just my basic understanding yeah, of, I'm of sure. what it was. It like gives estimates. Like even even if we like imagine like the theoretical like best quantum computer that we can't build today, um, it would give like estimates. But like really estimates of like important things like decryptifying. Does I mean de- de- decrypting. Um Does that have anything to do with the keys. quantum realm in the Avengers movie? <laughs> is that have you seen Endgame? No, I, I haven't. Either. I know what happens, but it's yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a theater guy. Um, so have you had like any? Have you had any like ideas while you were there? in in your first year, not like that not Levi like, can steal. No, not like idea <laughs> ideas, but like um, ideas is in the sense of like I don't know, like going like not going back to like the Facebook thing, but have you ever been like, Oh, I could take this class and everything I'm learning. And if I use this and that, and this, we could put together 
this application or company or uh, new way of doing something or you know what I mean like if have you had any of those like big like yeah. you know like dreamy kind of yeah. multi-billion dollar ideas yeah I, I have not to be not to disappoint so you're doing it all wrong um, <laughs> what what year of his education did Zucks make Facebook that was what sophomore, sophomore year, year yeah. oh, okay so you're He's getting into it okay so next year we'll talk to you about the, the billion dollar yeah like I think I'd have to be like worse off socially to okay. be inspired to do something. Right, like <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, like I'm, yeah. yeah. So how, how do you think you compare, or at least for the first year, how did you compare to kind of your peers in the CS program? Okay. Um, Cause like you already know how to code. Right. I wasn't taking the intro classes either. So I like took whatever. Um, I'd say probably like, 50 like probably right about the median i don't know most people think they're the median there's some like really really talented people Hmm. um just like great at it um well does anyone go to harvard cs program that doesn't already know how to code i guess maybe that should have been my question no i think actually a lot of people do a lot of people do Mm -hmm. um because that's not what we're geared up to do like people don't really go to harvard for cs either necessarily right um like i think someone who really wanted to be in cs wouldn't go to harvard oh that's a different thing i don't think i'm gonna study i don't think that's gonna be my major really i should say that but um just but but um going along with that i think that a lot of people come in and then then find cs and then so you have people that came from a different background and decide to do it cs is computer science right yes okay perfect so what are you looking at for your major then? I'm thinking, and you're welcome to push back on this, uh, philosophy. Explain mm. that. Yeah. So the thing about CS in my like understanding is it's kind of like pre-med uh-huh. in the sense that it pigeonholes you into a career, uh-huh. like a specific career. Right. Um, whereas if I get a philosophy degree... <laughs> <laughs> it pigeons me into unemployment. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no, but it does kind of like leave. Um, first of all, I think reading those kinds of books and those kinds of arguments like has the real potential to make me smarter. Whereas like studying CS will teach me more things, but not necessarily make me smarter in any meaningful way. Um, and then also with the philosophy degree, I can, you know, if I really felt bad, I could go to grad school and still do CS or, right. <laughs> or you can do so, law school. Or so you're you thinking do, like it, yeah. you, if you stay with CS, like you feel like you're not getting what you want out of Harvard and like you, right. could, you could go anywhere and take computer science. Yeah. Harvard CS of, is okay. Yeah. Right. It's not, but right. it's not like Harvard philosophy is probably you know, and then that would put you in the the, yeah. the field of like what what would you do as yeah. a job? So I might still get like some sort of like minor type thing in a, in CS, mm-hmm. but uh, you know if you if if I wanted to be involved with tech companies, you could do project management at that point. Um, or I'm thinking with Chinese. That's 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 the way I'm going. I'm, I'm going to keep taking it. I could do something related to helping. American businesses in a Chinese market are helping Chinese businesses in an American market. So like that kind of stuff is what I'm interested in doing. Right. So then that, that kind of led me to like my next question is like where, like, I mean, I, I, 
I think I'm just assuming, but I'm I'm 99.9% sure that once once this is all said and done for you, you're probably not moving back to Carlisle, right? So I mean, like, where does where does that where does the then that take you? Um, it kind of sounds like you're on this this path to do something with between the here and China, or you know, some sort of relation between here and there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on who my employer is mm-hmm. um, when I graduate. Uh, Would you want to go to like one of the big places? Like, yeah, like get a yeah. job at Google or something. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be bad to work for Google. I just, I think if I got a CS degree and then I went to work for one of the tech companies, like that's basically, like it's a fine job, but that's what you do for the rest of your life. Or maybe, right. you, maybe you start a startup or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there are more options the other way. I'd be fine working for a company like Google. I'd be fine working in, in terms of cities. I'd be fine working in like New York or, or California somewhere right. or internationally, really anywhere. Hong yeah. Kong is a place where a lot of Western businesses like set up shop to do business in China. Uh-huh. But. Now, is there a particular reason for the philosophy? It's just like, that's what's really awesome at Harvard. Cause I know a couple of my friends kind of did the same thing where they wanted to not pigeonhole themselves into a particular career path, Yeah, but they instead went like the business route. So they right. took a lot of economics and leadership and management type classes for that business degree and then did like a CS minor or something like that. Right. Yeah. I think that, um, so a lot of people, econ economics is actually the most popular degree at Harvard. Really? Yeah. But it's not really my style. Um, (laughs) so if you do econ, um, you're basically saying I want to work in finance. Mm -hmm. So that means I want to work for Goldman Sachs or like JP Morgan Chase or something like that. Um, and that's what everyone's goal is. And that's a very specific career path also. Right. And then at that point, if you go down that road, you do kind of end up in the finance industry. Maybe one day you work for like a private hedge fund or something like that. Um, but once again, I'm not really trying to like move paper around, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So, but I mean, you could also do business from like an econ degree if you wanted to just like general business. And I guess that is kind of what I want to do, but I don't, I think a lot of people who go into politics do econ too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'd rather have, I feel like philosophy is a, probably a more useful thing to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, actually that's an interesting thing to say. I just, I know they said it out loud, but, um, (laughs) uh, and then also is like a more wholesome thing to learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So, um, God, it's a lot to wrap your head around. Um, cause I just went to the art Institute and, um, that was really simple. <laughs> so, um, no, I think, um, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's crazy. Do you, do you regret not going to MIT? Not at all. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, cause it's just kind of, MIT is a weird place. I've like learned a little bit more about it. Like it's kind of, it's definitely like the, the tech nerd paradise type mm-hmm. thing, but also as an institution, it's like federated as a research university in a way that it doesn't like really care that much about students where they live, where they eat. 
they care more about what you produce and what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not, their student life is probably fine, but it's very much not centered around the college. So it'd be, a, it would definitely be a stranger place to live and like learn. Um, and then also many more people would be focused just around tech, which I don't necessarily know if I'd like that. There's a lot of, there is a lot of focus around tech at Harvard. Hmm. There's a lot of focus around tech everywhere, but right. So, Correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like the goal with the philosophy is more along the lines of um, like focusing on maybe learning and understanding how to think. Yeah. And then because I, I know personally with computer science, like I love computer science because it's very logical and it has this sort of like structure. Puzzles. Yeah, it has. And it has this sort of structure on how you take a problem and break it down logically and say, okay, this is how I think about this. Right. And you can see different philosophies come through in people's code in the same way you, you know, read two different books on relatively the same topic. But is right. that, is that kind of like yeah. what your aim is? That's really maybe? interesting because programming does do that. It like kind of teaches you how to think a different way, like, like formally. Um, and math does that too. And there are a lot of different, like, like, disciplines that are basically just like ways to think about things mm-hmm. um but yeah that's definitely what i'm looking for in philosophy i feel like sometimes you meet people and like i like we've all met people and you're like like how do you survive in the world like there's nothing there's nothing like behind you know what i mean like like there's no one home kind of thing and then you right, also right. meet people and um <laughs> yeah no that makes sense and and then they're yeah. like there's way too much there's so much that was just the nicest way to- but that kind of person and then, like, sometimes you meet people and it just seems like their whole, like, level of thinking, like, their thought process is, like, on a different, like, like astral mm-hmm. <laughs> plane. And, like, like, like there's so much complication. And, and it actually, like... Like, they think they're bigger than no, no, the not, rest. Not even people that are, like, uh, like, self-important or that kind of thing. But, like, regular people, but just, like, they really do think rationally, logically. And they, they come to, like, interesting like conclusions and that's a valuable thing right so that kind of like just very formalized kind of thought process I they think. can connect dots that other right people don't dot see. connecting right. would be cool like really critical reading and like like a critical understanding of like arguments and that kind of thing uh-huh. that's what i'm looking for uh-huh all right um let me hit you i'm gonna hit you with like three rapid fire tech related questions okay okay um, Sarah, if you want to think of one, um, first one, um, Galaxy S Fold, good idea or are you glad it failed? Um, I don't know why the phones need to fold again. <laughs> that was kind of what I said, wasn't yeah. it? I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I yeah. don't have issues. Why are we going backwards? Like, yeah, I'm not a big screen person either. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I like, I like screens. I just don't like big screens necessarily. Right. Um, Okay. Kind of interesting that they just like covered it in plastic. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, is Elon Musk still with his his uh, his girlfriend that he was with last Grimes? time? Yeah. I don't know. No. No. Wait. You don't keep up with the the no. Musk? No, he's not with Grimes. Oh anymore. my gosh! Why did they break up? I don't know. I think, but I believe there's. You're asking m- like he knows him personally. Well, he was he was super into it last episode he was on, there's and he prob- was. Probably he knew like all a, about their relationship because he was all over the Twitter. Well, I like Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a controversial thing to say. Okay. Um, but also, like, he might be dating a different pop singer <laughs> or something now. Okay. 
Um, last one. So th- this one's going to take me a minute to get out, but, and maybe you don't know the answer and that's fine too, but I think it's an interesting thought. Emily and I talked about it the other day and it just popped in my head. So I'm going to ask you, you know, uh, we all know Google, we all know Google maps, right? We all know, do you know the navigation app, uh, Waze, mm-hmm. right? You know, Google owns Waze. I didn't know. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. That's okay. So let me just hold on. Let me just do some research real quick. <laughs> Does Google? Um, he needs to check his facts. Ways. Yeah, because if if they don't, then it's I'm pretty sure they do. Google oh, bought yeah. Waze for nine hundred and sixty six million dollars in two thousand thirteen. To add, okay, Google owns Waze. One of Waze's biggest features is the like community and like social aspect of it. So if there's an accident, you go on there and you say, hey, peeps, there's an accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's a cop ahead, you go on there and say, hey, there's a cop, he was about a mile back. And so when I'm using Waze, it's a little red light flashes that, hey, there's a cop up here, someone just reported it five minutes ago, he's probably still there, slow down. So I do, right? Mm -hmm. My question is, why hasn't Google incorporated that social slash like notification technology into their google maps application interesting you know what i mean yeah because like that's one of the biggest things right you're driving you don't want to be pulled over right so ways this thing is like report it and help others like you know stay in the know so the biggest thing that emily and i could come up with is maybe back in i think 2013 is when they launched this whole thing Mm -hmm. is maybe like this was a new thing for ways like they were proprietary to it and they like now there's like laws passed and like you can't do it anymore but they're like in some like grandfathered in like thing so maybe Google can't use it or maybe like when they bought ways they said hey you can't take this feature with you or something i don't know we just thought it was interesting yeah. something to think about yeah that is interesting. The, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is liability. Right. Um, and somehow Google would be more wi- liable if it incorporated that into maps than it is just if, if it's part of Waze. But you're right. Maybe it was also like part of the terms of the acquisition. Pretty sure cops would make a really big stink about... Because like almost everybody uses Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. if you're putting that feature into something that everybody's using to get around... Right. It would then, be really controversial, yeah. Like it's one thing for an app that a bunch of teenagers and younger people use, but once you Google honestly, Maps if Waze by. even gets to be a big enough, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it was shut down by. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't they just bring over those features? Like Google does controversial things all the time, so why wouldn't they just take the f- the source code that they're using to target the police and accidents and other things that the general public can do and just throw it into google maps well because once it gets to be a certain size it becomes a problem it's kind of i think um lyft and uber experienced the same issue where Mm. they didn't have any problems until it got to be big and suddenly taxis like yeah the unionized taxis in certain cities through a fit about it because they were like it started to affect them right when it was little they didn't care but once it got big enough, then it became a problem that needed to be dealt with. Right, yeah. right. Another point might be it would bring those problems and it also wouldn't make Google any money because they already True. own Waze. They have all the Waze users. They aren't trying to steal users from Waze. Right. So, like, it would introduce liability without 
making the money. And Google will do controversial things, but usually in the pursuit of profit. All right, so I'm going to need you to get a job at Google, get on the <laughs> Maps team, and figure out why it's not a thing. Sure. Um, any closing thoughts, Sarah? Any other questions for our friend here? Um, now that you've been at college for a year, do you have like one piece of advice you give someone or give yourself, like maybe yourself from two years ago? Yeah. About or like, what would you do differently if you started over, something like that? I. <laughs> We're asking the tough questions uh-huh. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of, I would have probably taken different classes, but I feel like that's not a uh-huh. good answer. <laughs> right. Um, oh, yeah. I would have, um, I would have tried to walk on the crew, I think. As to a, do what? Walk on the crew. It's like rowing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I yeah, I'm thinking about doing it next year. Yeah. But if I'd done it as a freshman, it would have. So you probably get those arms up. Yeah. His arms are a little skinny it's, for it's, some. It's it's all about legs. <laughs> really. Oh, it's legs. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, most of the power is generated by the legs. Oh. But you know, it's just same thing. Kind of miss being part of a sport. It's a uh-huh. big thing there. Right. Um, what's you, yeah? What's their thing there? What's their sport there? Oh well, I like, mean, it, I don't think anybody's rooting for the Harvard football team. Is that except Harvard students? Well, yeah. But yeah. Um. Crew is like definitely think of all the all the like sort of posh sports are mm-hmm. like the ones where they have good like better showing like crew. Um, sometimes there are Olympians. Like sometimes the U.S. team sources from Harvard um, sailing. Um, once again, like I don't want to brag. There's a there's a kid who is training this summer um, for Tokyo um, who lived in my hallway. Mm. Um, super talented guy. And then um, there is also. You know when the NHL had that whole thing where they weren't going to send people to like the Olympics for like hockey or something in 2016? Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a couple people go then huh. from the hockey team, but yeah, so the sports aren't a, sports aren't like the the athletes themselves are yeah. not of like a true D1 caliber that you get at like a state school. Right. But um, some people care about sports a lot. Uh-huh. Anyways, do you still have like um, oh, what were the the big kind of posh sport um like squash and lacrosse oh yeah squash and lacrosse definitely although i don't know anything about professional lacrosse i don't think that exists <laughs> and squash is not even an ncaa sport um i just remember because i went to mercersburg for one year and those were two really big sports there because it was a yeah. prep school that was mm-hmm. preparing everybody for, for the that leagues. and that's exactly that's what prep schools do and that's the element of the school that's like it's just focused around training rich people to be rich um yeah there so. were there were two people at at prep school that you could identify right at, well okay three you had the rich kids who got in because their parents had a lot of money. Right. You had the smart kids who were there on scholarship. And mm-hmm. then there was this third category of people, how it, you had no idea how they got in there or why. <laughs> they were idiots. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and they weren't rich ones either. Right, 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 right. Maybe they were under the, the I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. All right, Alex. Um, safe travels, my man. Have fun in China. Um, do me a favor. Here's your, here's your, um, 
your task while you're over there. I'll assign it to you in a sauna later. Um, <laughs> okay. Find something, a shirt or a toy, something that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Something over there that has a tag on it that says uh, made in the United States. Um, okay. <laughs> have fun. Um, Thank you. We'll be, uh, we'll be checking in. Maybe we'll FaceTime you when you're over there to yeah. see some... You know, I don't know how how your apartment looks or the culture or what's out your window or something. Totally. Um, all right, awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Agency Hour podcast. As always, my name is Levi. Have a great night, everybody. Sarah, say bye to the people. Adios. Say bye, Alex. Thanks for having me. Until next time. Thank you, guys.